0: Welcome to Wonder, a podcast equipping women to live a wonder-filled life with Chrissy Dunham and Lisa Clark. Chrissy is a women's minister who shares his story, his love, and his word by speaking, teaching, training, and mentoring women of all ages. And Lisa is the author of Raising Sinners and loves speaking to mom groups in Texas and beyond, encouraging them as they raise their children to love God with all their hearts. Don't you know that she's she's some kind of wonderful? She's some kind of wonderful. Yes, she is. She is. So wonderful.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast and our continuation of the book of James. Today, Lisa and I are going to talk about James 4. I hope that you've been listening to what we've covered so far because we're just going straight in order, and I hope that this is changing your life, and we'd love to hear from you and your comments on this or any feedback that you have for us on the book of James because we're learning, and you may have some valuable information that we need to know, so we would love to hear from you. Um, Lisa, we love to give a shout out to people. Who are we
0: shouting out to today? Well, I would like to give a shout out to Miss Judy Neal. Judy, Judy. Judy Judy.
1: Judy, you are the sweetest lady, and we thank you for listening. You know, we've been talking about wisdom and James. Judy is a very wise woman. And she's older and amazing. And we thank you for listening, Judy. And we appreciate you. And thank you for your comments. Yes. So we- Lisa. Let's jump in to the nugget. is that what it's called? the, Not net the nugget shell. The nutshell the nutshell for James four.
0: Let's do James chapter four. Here it is in a nutshell. People who live without God face five dangers. It stifles the prayer life. it makes them a friend of the world and an enemy of God. They neglect God's will in their life. It produces insult and slander of fellow believers. It produces people who plan their lives without seeking God. Wow. By dangers of living without God. You know, James chapter four is a power chapter. It is a power chapter. James does not leave one stone unturned here, does he? I love how he's so black and white. He does not mince
1: his words. I mean, it is in your face. Uh,
0: so where do you want to start? Let's go ahead and read verses 1 through 10, and I will read those, and then you can read the second half. How's that sound? Perfect. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So let's look at that. Uh, Wow. People who make their own desires, the chief goal of their life, um, Need not expect their prayers to be answered. I think that's what he's saying there. Yeah. If you're all about yourself, then it's kind of like he's putting a hand in the face. Like exactly, Don't, get your get your things and get your affairs in order. Is that what he's saying? I mean, at the opening
1: of verse four, you adulterous people—that is some strong language. Yeah. Adulterous—that means you are cheating on him. He is not the priority of your life. Um, You are doing your own thing. And the very opening question, what is the source of wars and fights among you? That source is where the source comes from is your desire and failure to please God. You do not have a desire to please God. And so you fail to please him. So it causes all of this conflict. It says you desire and do not have you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war because you do not ask. So you're just fussing among yourselves. You're climbing the corporate ladder. You, you have no focus or regard for the Lord. You are just wanting your own thing. So you're cheating on the Lord. I mean, it's adultery is having an affair. So you're having an affair with
0: the world. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. I mean, so the Greek word translated desires is related to the English word, hedonism, the philosophy that the chief, chief purpose of living is to satisfy self. That's a hedonistic lifestyle. That's what desires is. So it's a person focused on their own needs and desires. I mean, how much more are we hearing about self-care these days? And I know Ali Stuckey's is going to be with us on, I think, next week. But she has a new book coming out about this whole thing about self-love and about self-care. So we have to be real cared. Is it, careful. It's a thin line. So is it saying right. you love yourself? No. But he's saying if your desires or if you're so consumed with yourself and what you want in this life, that's a hedonistic then you're having an air on God because really because Jesus paid for our lives on the cross because we know this life here on this earth is just a blip, right? I mean, it's just a vapor. Yeah. Just a vapor. If that's all we're living for, then we're messed up. I mean, we're topsy turvy. We're upside down. So messed up. So Jesus said, I came to give you life and we know our eternal life begins the day we, we are saved. And so our salvation day, the day that we were saved, our eternal life has begun. So at that point, when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, we're no longer living for ourselves, but for Christ. And so how we're, he, he says we're adulterous because I paid for you, you're mine, but you're living for yourself. Yeah, you're living for the world absolutely
1: cheapen what he did on the cross. Right. And if you look at Romans 12, one, I'm going to turn there real quick because that's the first thing that popped in my mind is we have instructions on what to do. And it's very clear. Therefore, brothers and sisters in view of the mercies of God, the mercies of God, this is a command. I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed with renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing and perfect will of God. We are to fix our eyes on him and not look to the right or the left, but just look straight to him. So James is telling these people again in black and white in verse six. He gives no, he gives greater grace. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. We talked about the humble on the podcast earlier, how he loves a humble heart. And there is something about humble people that is just special and different and it's irresistible and it's attractive. And it is because they're so peaceful and it is because they are focused on one God and they are not serving two masters. They're not trying to serve the world and the Lord. They're focused on one thing. So when you think of the word focus, you you keep your eyes on him. The old hymn, turn your eyes on Jesus, and all the things of this world grow strangely dim. You have to stay focused on Him, and that's what the Lord desires, and pride will cause God to oppose you. He won't reject you, but He will not hear you. He wants to forgive you and give you all this grace, and we just mess it all up uh, by filling our lives with the things we want, and it's a very dangerous place to live.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, and we talk about being friends with the world in in verses four through six, he talks about that. The root word of selfish is self. Okay. So there's that. It's just self-focused, a self-focused lifestyle. But when he's talking about being friends with the world, you have to, I wonder about that because he's saying it's the human race in, in what does the scripture say? You, You can't, you have to either love me and hate the world or it's, it's that it's it's love me with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Give it all. So it's like us walking in the script. The example I read about this was walking into an enemy's camp and just staying there, but expecting everything to be okay. Right. Yeah. So oh, I love God and I'm in, I'm in God's camp. I'm a Jesus girl, but I'm going to walk into the enemy's camp and I'm going to live there. And I'm just going to, I just want to be there, but I, I still love you, God, but I'm not coming back. Right. I wanted to stay over here, but it's okay. Well, it's not. You're either for me or you're against me, right? right. We right. can't live our lives in the enemy's camp being amongst the enemy and expect those on our team to be okay with that. And so as Christians, loving the world is not, we have to live here. This is where God gave us to live as messed up and wacky as it is. This is where we live, but we can represent Jesus Christ. We can be a lighthouse on our neighborhood, on our street. We can be different. Is it always going to be easy? No, no, no. And do we need to be praying for God's will even more than we've ever prayed before? Yes. Absolutely. We're going to think we know what God wants, mm-hmm. but we really need to be praying God willing, God willing, please cover my plans, Lord. Please cover my thoughts because so much, thro- so much is being thrown at me, so much information, so many ideas. And here's the tricky part, you guys. There's good people giving us thoughts too. There's people we admire giving us thoughts. There's people that are reading the scripture, and we we might just fall in line, and we not, and it might not be truth. That's right. We've got to be careful there too that we have a discerning sp- uh, spirit, really seeking truth in God's word, asking for w- wisdom, like we talked about um, last week. All of those things because. Man, the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Right. So you have to be so close to Jesus, so in tune with with Scripture and the Holy Word that we know what to think. That we're not just waiting for somebody to tell us.
1: That's right. And he gives us instructions in verses 7 and 8. Again, James makes it very black and white. There's no question. This is how you do it. All the things you just talked about, hey, people, hey, wonder women, this is how you do it. Verse seven, submit to God. That's your first step. Submit to God. In other words, be obedient to his ways. Do the things that he asks you to do. Know the words so that you know what to do, what to think. You're filled with his wisdom that the words out of your mouth are his and not your own. So submit to God. That's the first thing. The second thing is to resist the devil. You have the power to overcome him. You have power over him that that he, he the enemy talks us into so many things. Our mind is so powerful. Things aren't even true. He can take us places that we've never been before during this whole COVID experience and this year that the Lord is taking us through, who would have guessed that in the month of July we are still here? Who would have guessed that? This is a blessing from the Lord. You call it what you want to, but God is still in control, and He can take care of this tonight. But He is choosing to let us live here and figure this out. He is drawing us to Him. So we have to resist all of these evil thoughts and all these things that are not of God and where the enemy tries to take us. If you're quarantined in your house and he he gives you these crazy thoughts because our mind is so powerful, the Lord knew that. So he's making it very black and white, three steps, submit to me, resist the devil. You have the power to do that and he will flee from you. The enemy will run, ladies. We can li- and men. We can live in victory, but you have to choose to do that. Don't be an adulterous person and totally submit to God.
0: That's, That's right. Stop today, Satan! Not today. That's right. That's not right. Uh, quarantine has really gotten your mind, Chrissy, because we are already in August. You thought we were in July? Well, we are. We are in August. Well, there you go. I know. I don't even know what month we're in. Get that calendar out. Okay, let's go ahead and read verses 11 through 17. Come now, you who
1: say, I'm sorry, let me back up to 11. Don't criticize one another, brothers and sisters. Anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it.
0: Yeah, those are tricky scripture. Those are tricky scripture because, and I think I've shared this before, there was a season in my life when I was in my early 30s that I prayed about everything. I was going through a just a growth, spiritual growth journey, and I prayed about everything and I was praying about literally everything we can't do that all the time we've got. And so, and I've had, I've had this talk with lots of moms through the years about that, because sometimes you just need to act right, <laughs> you right. just need to move forward one foot in front of the other that's and right. go well, but we're also supposed to be under God's will be under God's authority, be under his guidance. How do you do that? If you can't stop and pray about every little thing, that's called walking in the spirit. And, that is when you're in the scripture daily, when you're spending time in prayer, when you're worshiping the Lord, when you're serving others, then you're you're walking in the Spirit, so that you're going to know the steps to take. You're gonna you're not going to have to pray, you know, Lord, should we go to Chick fil A or McDonald's? The answer is going to always be Chick fil A, right? So unless you want a McFlurry or something, I guess, unless you want a McFlurry. But there's going to be decisions that you don't have to pray about because you know you're walking in the Lord's will and he's blessing your steps because you're, you're, we're going to read about this scripture next week, but the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. My, one of my favorite scriptures I learned in college, but uh, it's okay. God's will for you is, and we've talked about this before and Chris, Chrissy made this become crystal clear to me one year when she shared this with me, but. God's will for you is to love him with everything you've got and to serve others. That's God's will for you. That's what the scripture says. So under that umbrella, if you're loving God with everything you've got and you're serving others, young moms, you're serving your families, you know, and you're um, meeting the needs, then go go with grace. Go in, in, in knowing that God is walking with you. Because there's times when we're not going to be able to spend time on the prayer. Yeah, there's you're praying every day, so you're covering your days, you're covering your moments. But I think it is important for us to, you know, we kind of get caught up, well, this year I'm going to go there, and the next year I'm going to do this, and the year after that I'm going to do this. Yeah, I mean, we all make plans, we all have a vision, nothing wrong with that, the Bible talks about it, okay? But when we talk about it like, I'm going to do this, well, we should, we should end it with, if God wills. That's right. You know because that's right. it, maybe God isn't going to send us on an international trip every other year. Maybe mm-hmm. God, maybe that's not God's plan for us, and we have to kind of wait and put the brakes on sometimes and think, okay, I'm going to just keep continue to pray about this until God. Um, opens a door or closes a door, right. He might not close the door and you go forward with your plans. That's but I think covering our plans in prayer in um in spinning, I think that's just part of walking in the spirit. I just think it's 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 good for us to to understand God's will for our life and not overcomplicate that because I think you described it to me like that of loving God and loving others and Uh, I know that I've heard that a lot since then. And I think it's just a great way of looking at this life because man, do we complicate it? Absolutely.
1: I love the reminder in these verses that your life is a vapor. It appears for a little while and then vanishes. Um, There's so many stories in the news of people that love the Lord, that the Lord has called home early um, whether it's a sickness or an accident or whatever. And you always wonder, I always think about our friend Mike Feshner, Lord, why did you take him so early? There was so much stuff to do and so many things to do in his ministry. Well, We can't question that. That is the Lord's, that's the Lord's plan. You know, Psalm 139, I've written down all the days of your life in a book. So our life is in his hands. And I love, love the example of, You go to buy a house and you pray and you pray, Lord, do I buy the yellow one or I buy the blue one? And he says, my child, I love you so much. I don't care. I've given you a choice. Just pick one because they're both right. They're both where I want you to be. I think we do complicate him and try to make everything sometimes so spiritual. And he's like, look, just live your life. Your life is short. I have things for you to do. That's why it's so important that you're in the word every day and you're praying and doing what you do, whether it's five minutes or an hour, because he will guide your steps like you're saying the rest of the day. And then you start again the next day. It's like putting gas in your car. You got to have gas to go. Well, you th- You're going to get your instructions from him. And as you walk through your day, he's going to create conversations that you never thought you would have. He's going to create opportunities to share about him. He may give you some extra time in your calendar and you're like, what's this time for? And you go see someone, uh, take them a meal, whatever it is. So I just encourage you don't waste your life. Make sure that you spend time with him every day and get your orders from him. And he's not going to tell you just step by step what to do. It's just walking in that freedom in Christ. The freedom to live your life, and he will guide and direct every step of your way. And that's what freedom in this Christianity life looks like, is just spending time with him, spending time with the Father, and going about your day. And he will guide and direct you. And yes, you can make plans. And yes, you can set goals. But when someone asks me, what are you going to do in five years? I have no idea. I know there's a lot of things I'd like to get done, but I don't know. Here's some things I'd like to do. But if the Lord wills, if he allows me to live that long, I, I hope he does.
0: Such so a peaceful way to live our lives. It really absolutely. is a beautiful way to live our life. And I think uh, as God is at the head and directing us and we live under that submission, I think it's a, a beautiful way to live, but not to not get too far ahead of God as he directs our steps. What does he say? I'm going to provide for your every need today. That's right. Don't, don't look too far. I mean, even he, he even supplies the needs of the sparrow, that tiny little sparrow. So he's going to provide our needs as well. Let's talk before we close in a minute about, um, a critical spirit and the scripture talking that talking to us in verses 11 and 12 about just not speaking evil of other people and, not being judged, you know, let God be the judge. And um, let's talk a little bit about that. Do we see that much in the church in in our common circles? I think we do, you know, just having a critical spirit. And for a believer in Jesus Christ, who's got the joy of the Lord, that should be the last thing we're known, of, known right. for is having a critical spirit. But there's so much to criticize, I guess, these days. And I guess there always has been ever since Senator entered the world. But, man, are we a critical society. Absolutely. You
1: know, I thought about Noah when I read this. In fact, I wrote that in my little notes that, Noah, can you imagine building this boat? And I just saw recently someone went to see the replica of the ark. Um, in the eastern part of the United States, and they showed a picture, and the thing is gigantic, and you just think, what? Would I have been critical of Noah? Probably. I would have probably been one that laughed. Uh, When I saw his wife in the grocery store, I may have whispered to, you know, my friend or whatever, and I'm sure that people just thought he was straight up crazy because it had never rained. I mean, you know the story, all the things but Noah never quit. He never quit. And when the Lord looked upon the earth, that's the only one he could trust. Gosh, Lisa, I don't want the Lord to look down on me and go, well, I can't entrust her with this ministry. Or, I can't ask her to do that because she's so critical. She's so critical of others. And are we critical of the Lord? Have we ever said, Lord, why Why did you allow this to happen? Why would you? That's a critical spirit too. And yes, it's okay to express your opinion. And yes, it's okay to let him know how you feel because he already knows. So you have that quick pity party and then you move on. And that's what Noah discovered. He discovered those were his best days and he didn't care what people thought. So critical thinking, critical words, all of that goes together. We must be very careful um, not to speak of our brothers and sisters in that way. And you remember, they were created in the image of God. They are part of God's family, and they're our family. So I would never talk about my family. You know, I'd never talk that about my family. So when you put it in that context, it's easier to understand.
0: It is. It's just how we talked about last week, about we can curse God one minute and praise Him the next. Well, when we're right. cursing His children, we're cursing the Lord. And so... That's for us. I think that's one thing that we have to be so wary of is a critical spirit because it really can ruin our testimony as believers. Absolutely, And we have Absolutely. to really be on guard about that. All right. Well, anything else we want to share on James chapter four? Just remember you can't serve
1: God and serve the world. You can't do it, Lisa. I don't want to catch you doing that.
0: Okay. 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 Let's right. go. Let's do this. Go out and make it a good one. Don't you know that she's, she's some kind of wonderful? She's some kind of wonderful. Yes, yeah, she is. She's some kind of wonderful. yeah.